Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we discuss the fact that what you say and how you say it has the power to build up or tear down your marriage. And there's an anonymous quote that says, words are free. It's how you use them that may cost you. No, I like (laughs) that one. And I don't know if that's true anywhere else the way it's true in marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Your words can can come at a cost. And we're going to be digging deep into that in today's show. But we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by Organifi. The Organifi products help us to do what we do with both health and energy. We'll be sharing more about this incredible company later in the show. So this hug comes from an email that we recently received. This person says, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for addressing topics that I thought were untouchable by Christians. My communication to my fiance has really changed because of listening to you guys. Just as a side note, to all of you that are engaged in using the show as a way to prepare for your marriage, we love that. We love knowing that you're having these conversations before you get married and you're setting yourselves up for success. That's right. Because you're going to have these, you're going to have to have these conversations when you're married too. So good on you. He goes on to say, my communication to my fiance has really changed because of listening to you guys. We use this podcast as one of our ways to prepare for marriage and the blessings that will come post wedding day. There's so much after the wedding day. You always start the podcast with a hug. So I wanted to send my own hug to you guys. My friend who was in the clothing business coined the term hug your customers and consequently wrote a couple of books on the subject. I wanted to express my appreciation to you too and send you a couple copies. I hope you continue to push the hugging theme. Enjoy his books. I'm sure there'll be a nugget or two in there that you can use for how to hug your customers and your staff. Yeah. And more than more importantly, how we can hug the one family. So thank you so much. We did get that book and we are truly pleased and uh, blessed by it. Absolutely. So, you know, as we jump into today's show, over the last few weeks, I've had numerous coaching calls where one spouse or the other has said things like, you're so immature. You're so cold. You're just dysfunctional. And, you know, when you hear those types of things, and some of you have probably, even just as I've said those, are having reactions like, what did she just say? Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you mean by that? Right? Because that's our natural reaction. And these are phrases, in all honesty, on both sides, that every couple has probably said to one another at some point in time in your marriage. Or, yeah, some or something in that area. Right. Right. It may not be the exact phrase, but you know you've said something that has caused the reaction out of your spouse to go, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. And it's usually expressed with irritation or frustration or maybe even anger. And, you know, as as I was hearing these phrases be uttered by, you know, in these coaching calls, it really brought up again that our words have so much power. 
And yet we use them so carelessly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how often I've just literally thrown something at Tony, not even thinking about what that's going to look like or how he's going to receive it. And, and it goes both ways. Believe me, I have done the same. And, and I'm just even thinking back over the last month, there have been a couple of times driving in the car, um, either going somewhere or coming back from somewhere and being frustrated and saying things that honestly, I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Absolutely. And, and we're going to be sharing some of those later in the show so you can kind of hear what this looks like mm -hmm. between Tony and Elisa. But as I was hearing these, I, I got to thinking, you know, at the beginning of our relationship, right? And I know at the beginning of my relationship with Tony almost 20, well, over 24 years ago now, mm -hmm. that, you know, I was so aware of what I would say to him. I, I was aware of, you know, is this going to be like one of those things that's going to grow our relationship? Am I, am I really listening? Am I thinking about how he's going to receive this? Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't think I you know exist in a vacuum here. I think there are a lot of us that at the beginning of a relationship really get into this place of being hyper aware of what our communication looks like. And, and as relationships grow and as they mature, we tend to, we tend to lose that awareness we fall into this comfort place. I mean, Tony and I, you know, as of this show, we'll have been married 22 years. Yep, we celebrated it on Friday. And, you know, so that's, that's a lot of time to get really comfortable and maybe a little lazy mm -hmm. in our communication, maybe a little taking each other for granted, right? And I say all these things because, guys, we've discussed it. We have been lazy in our relationship and our communication over the years. We have taken for granted that we could say whatever we wanted to say, regardless of the outcome. And I think that's where us doing our coffee breaks have put us in check at times, mm -hmm. because there's that one question there where it actually we ask each other from a scale of one to 10, how was I this week? And by doing that, it really makes us take a take a look from from our spouse's perspective, okay, from a one to ten, and then I have to look at myself and go, "You're totally right. Mm. Like I did miss the mark this week." Absolutely, and you know, I think about all those years that we didn't know what we didn't know, right? All those years that we were just kind of like, "Well, I'm just going to say whatever I want," and it was interesting because I I, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what do I Google for the show? Like, what is that when we just kind of say whatever we want? And, you know, it's not an official syndrome, but there was this thing that came up that said foot in mouth syndrome. And I was like, foot in mouth syndrome, what is that? And it's basically this, this idea that we will just say whatever we want and literally put our foot in our mouth, right? <laughs> Have that awkward moment where we spill it to our spouse, thinking that we're talking in truth or we're justified because we're married or whatever explanation you put into your head, and, and we find ourselves saying things to this person that we've professed to love that we would never, and I don't use that word lightly, that we would never consider saying to another human being because it would be rude. It would be inconsiderate. It would be disrespectful. And yet we don't even think about it when it comes to our spouse. We're like, well, I'm just going to say this. That's interesting. You bring that up because what it, wow, because I think we've been in this situation before where we will say something to each other, and yet, having said it to somebody else, I can recall times of you just looking at me going, that was so inconsiderate. But thinking to myself like, well, wait a minute, wasn't it just a few days ago, maybe you said that to me? Mm -hmm. 
but it wasn't inconsiderate then. But now that I said it to somebody else, it's inconsiderate. So that's that's really interesting. And that's why we're talking about this, guys, because this is an area that we continue to work on. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right. This is we not this is not something that we've arrived at. And we really need to dig into you're like, why? Why do we get into this mindset that it's OK for us to talk like this to our spouse? And to just give you the short answer, it's not OK. Right. It's not okay for us to be putting situations out there, to be putting statements out there where our spouse is whipping around like, what did you just say to me? Right. It's not okay to take for granted that they're going to be there and they're going to listen to what we have to say no matter what. That they're gonna that they have to tolerate, they have to accept it. Because the reality is is that we can get so careless in our words that we can create disconnect in our spouse. Or with our spouses. And there can also come a point where there there is an emotional abuse that mm-hmm. ends up coming because th- then it's just spewing and that emotional abuse. We did a show some time ago called Is This Abuse? Mm-hmm. And I'll put a link to it here in the show notes because if there is that emotional abuse happening, you need to be aware of that mm-hmm. and it's not okay. Like it may be to a point where there is serious help needed, therapy, counseling, because we need to break that cycle because emotional abuse is not okay in a relationship. We're talking about these times when we will turn around and we will say things in anger or in frustration. And yet we do have the ability to go, I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to do that in this moment. This is what happened. But if there's an emotional abuse situation, you need to have that addressed. Right. And that that's operating at a much um, more intense level mm-hmm. than what we're talking about in this show. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that the one family understands where we're at and, and we're sort of clearing that because I think there can sometimes be that fine line mm-hmm. when we are talking like this. What What is okay and what is acceptable between a husband and a wife and what crosses the line mm-hmm. to being detrimental, hurtful, demeaning, So I just want to make sure that you guys in the one family understand that. Absolutely. And you know, what it boils down to is that just because you've had the ring and you've had, you know, you've got the ring and you've had the wedding doesn't give you liberty to speak to your spouse worse than you would speak to a stranger, right? The ring, the I do, the ceremony is not carte blanche to just say or do whatever you want. And yet the truth is, is that many of us are guilty of it. I, I can't tell you, and, and you know, Tony alluded it, to it, it just at the start of the show, I can't tell you how many times when I've just been like, you just need to do this, right? Or I can't believe, I mean, I, I still remember this one day, guys, where I was so frustrated with the kitchen that I literally put up a sign in our kitchen. This was at you know one of our old houses. And, and it was just like, if you've used it, washed it, or if you've you know used it, dirtied it, or put it on the counter, it is your responsibility to wash it, clean it, and put it away. Mm-hmm. And what I did in that moment is I literally lumped Tony in with the kids. I didn't pull him aside and I didn't say, babe, like this is an issue. I just went off on this ty- this silent tirade. Like I didn't even say anything that time. It was just written. And I was just like, you need to shape up. You're not carrying your weight here. And and we've had situations like that or or I've told him, and, and again, this is where you get into, you know, true confessions here with Tony and Lisa. But there have been times, especially in the early years with our sexual intimacy, where I would say, you know what, I, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to talk about creating disconnect? 
you repeatedly tell your spouse that you don't have time for them or you're too busy or you're too tired, right? Because those are those types of expressions that like, if somebody's important to me, I'm going to make time for them. But yeah, you know, and I remember, you know, as I look back now, like Tony, he might not have even said it at the time, but I remember the look on his face, like, what did you just say to me? I'm your husband. What do you mean mm-hmm. that you don't have time for me? What do you mean that this is not important to you? Because I've, I've even said things, you know, in regards to sex, like I could take it or leave it. I do remember that one. Because that one was really, that was painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it was saying this is, you know, there was a season, guys, where I would make that comment repeatedly, which basically said this is not going to be a vital part of our marriage. I don't care if you think it's important. That's not a healthy life building expression. That's the kind of thing that's going to get your spouse to turn around and say to you, what did you just say? Mm -hmm. Or if they don't turn around and say that, they're definitely thinking it. And if they're thinking it, most likely if it was, you know, something Elisa said to me, the the internal dialogue starts happening. Mm. And I think that sometimes is where we, what we don't realize we can have it, but we don't see our spouse having to, to go through that. But this, that internal dialogue, does she care about me? I, am, I even, am I even valued here? Do I even need to be here anymore? Mm-hmm. Do, does it even matter? You know what I mean? And so the words may not come out. And yet you need to realize that when you do say words that tear down your spouse, there's most likely if they don't come back to you, there is an internal dialogue that's happening there and afterwards. Because I think what's happening between our ears and in our brain and, and, and all that can really, can really take us out. And I, and and it's interesting as you bring this stuff up, because I'm trying to think back to those days and, and I don't remember really ever saying words. I don't ever really remember fighting back per se. I think there came a point in time when I was just dejected and rejected and didn't really care anymore Mm -hmm. that I didn't say anything to you, but it was, Everything that was going on in my mind that was, I think, even more so just taking me out of the game. Like, just, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Well, and in some respects, what doesn't get said, if, if they don't ask or if they don't respond when you've made that, those types of statements, you should probably be more worried. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the internal dialogue is so loud that it creates even bigger division. But, you know, lest you think that it was all me that's been saying this to Tony over the years, it, it's been a two way street. Oh, gosh, yes. And I, and, hey, we still get into it. We've learned how to overcome it, which we're going to be sharing here with you guys. The biggest thing is that it was probably a handful of years ago where I really just got into the the power of words mm-hmm. and what do they mean? And we've said it before. We shared it here on the show, you know, beautiful wife. If you want to go listen to that show, that's all about, you know, changing that, that external dialogue and that internal dialogue to little Lisa know that she's my beautiful wife. It's, it's lifting her up. It's letting her know I love her. It's, it's saying those things so that I'm constantly doing um, what I believe has an impact on her, on myself, and in our marriage by those words. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we are human. I fall. I mess up. I do get frustrated. And there are times when, hey, she'll, she will say, what did you say? And I need to check myself because it's like, oh, yeah. 
And I usually say it with the one eyebrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it, definitely it, have your, your facial expression that pops. I mean, the, 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 the facial expression, the, the physical stance that you make is definitely uh, noticeable. Yeah, I go into a fighting posture. And it's really funny because the photographer for the one conference, there were a few times when she she got pictures of me making the look. Like mm-hmm. I know Tony just said something and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a confrontational thing, but I know that he said something in the presentation and I like look at him and I'm like, just the eyebrows up. I can tell by the look on my face that I'm giving him the, what did you say? Mm-hmm. What did you say face? And, and it's one of those things that, that we can't, we can't just let it be we can't just let it be something that we we accept in our marriages right because if we're not using our language if we're not using the words that come out of our mouth to build up our marriage then the only other option for those words is to tear down our marriage to be destructive words words really aren't neutral they're either positive and life-giving or negative and life-taking mm-hmm. you know that's why the word fine like I'm just going to throw it out there. We've, we've talked about fine in the past. That's why the word fine, seemingly neutral, almost always has a negative undertone to it. I think that one has a lot of, of tone and timing. That, that's a big one when it comes to tone and timing. You know, and, and so we've got to look at the fact that, that we, we need to take the foot and mouth syndrome and we need to turn it on its head. We need to say, you know what? This isn't how I am. I'm not going to accept that I can't change. Because I know a lot of you are like, well, Lisa... Alisa, that's just the way I am. You know, I speak my mind. I, I speak the truth. I'm just going to like, if, if my spouse is doing something, I'm just going to say it and it doesn't matter. And what I'm going to tell you, and when we're going to get into the action steps is I, I want you to know that it does matter. Mm-hmm. And there's so, I, I'm not telling you to lie to your spouse. Can I be real clear here? Like we're not saying don't be truthful. We're saying, think about how what you say is going to impact the person that you have professed to love more than anything in the world. There is a way that you can choose your words. There's a way that you can handle these situations where there may be conflict, where you need to address a big topic without doing collateral damage because of how you've spoken to your spouse. Mm -hmm. Right? And we we wanna dig into this because it's not just a matter of watch your words, right? I mean, like that would be an easy thing to just tell you, like take a deep breath and watch your words before they come out of your mouth. Yeah, which is really tough when, under that situation, and if you're under stress and frustration. Absolutely, because you just mm-hmm. you just go on emotion, and mm-hmm. you know. Before we do that, we do want to thank this week's sponsor because it's it's so important that we're not just emotionally healthy, but that we're also physically healthy. Mm. And, and Tony and I know that it can be hard it can be hard to say the right words, do the right things if we're not feeling good on the inside, and to find that right combination of nutrients that are healthy and energizing. Sometimes that's a struggle. Yeah. Right. And that's why we absolutely love Organifi, especially their red juice. It's our favorite, right? Because part of what happens when you're in these big conversations is that a lot of times we go into them when we're really tired, right? And, And run down and it's like, we're just exhausted and we're trying to have that conversation. Red juice is that healthy energizing boost mm-hmm. in the middle yeah. of the it's that it's that pick me up. It's that coffee alternative and you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to be the healthiest version of you so that when you have these conversations, you're bringing the best to your spouse. And honestly, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose. So visit OrganifiShop.com, and that's O-R-G-A-N-I. 
F-I-S-H-O-P.com and enter promo code one, and you're going to get 20% off your entire order. I mean, how awesome. All you have to do is go to OrganifiShop.com and enter promo code one to get 20% off your order. And here's the thing. When you're healthy, your marriage becomes healthier by default. So as we talk about this idea of, you know, how do we handle these conversations and conflict? How do we get to this place where we're not, you know, literally just slashing each other with our words? The first part of this, guys, is to say, you know what? I can learn how to be a better communicator, right? Accept the fact that there's no magic pill. There's no easy button. You don't have to just accept, you know, I love staples, but they're easy button. Elisa loves this easy button. Have you guys caught on to this? I think in the last like five shows, probably four of them, she's mentioned the easy button. Well, here's why. <laughs> here's why. Because no matter what we're talking about, people, when it comes to their marriages, expect an easy fix. Right. And and I will say from the top, the reason I, I, I the reason Elisa and I have a fun conversational tone to each other, even during these tougher conversations now is because we become, we become very familiar with each other when it comes to communicating with one another. It's why we honestly get behind these mics every week because we get a half an hour and we get to talk to each other. It's great. And then we add the coffee break in there that gives us another half an hour every week. We've been doing that for eight and a half years. You want to have communication that is going to be explosive in a sense of like growth and it's going to be amazing. So you guys can look back and go, wow, we used to be like that, but look at us now. It's because we put the time in. Mm -hmm. Are we willing to do that? And I, and again, I think the easiest way to do that week in and week out is, is the coffee break. Get it. It's at one slash coffee break. And that's where you, where you start. So, you know, after you got to get this idea, you know, that communication is something that you can learn how to do and it is Mm -hmm. then to break out of this idea of foot and mouth syndrome, to break out of this place where you're going to be like, what did your spouse going to say? What did you say? First thing you got to do is you got to be aware of what's going on inside of you, right? If you're getting emotionally charged, if you're dealing with something that you're bringing home from the office, if you know, you've had the kids around you all day long and somebody has been like just whining in your ear. And so you're already on edge, or maybe it's something that they've said that you just don't feel like you're receiving it well. You need to know what's going on because so often we just react without saying, what's, what's going on inside of me? And one of these, for those of you with youngers, I wish we would have known this when our kids were younger. If you're not getting enough sleep, it's the facts are the facts, man. I've been reading on this. We do. We need eight hours of good sleep to be able to mentally have clarity um, and, and work through what the day holds for us. So be transparent with each other. Understand, man, that, hey, if you have a newborn or toddlers who are waking up, it, it has. that. That's that internal going, hey, we're not getting enough sleep right now. Mm-hmm. And we got to figure this piece out. Mm-hmm. So after you evaluate what's going on inside of you, you need to ask yourself the question, how have we handled this before? Because for most couples, you know, chances are good that what's about to happen has already happened in your marriage. You, you've had the same fight mm-hmm. or you're about to say the same thing that always gets the same reaction, right? You're about to do this fabulously awkward dance mm-hmm. and, and it hasn't gone well in the past. Stop and think about that before you say, well, you're just like your mother or I can't believe you would say that to me. And and you know that you're going to get fiery darts coming right back at you. Stop and think. The past can be a really good predictor of the future if you don't do anything different. Yeah. 
You can just keep repeating those cycles unless you start you start doing something to fix them. Mm-hmm. And then you, step three is where it gets a little um, gets a little out of body because I'm going to actually ask you to stop in that moment and think, what is my spouse experiencing now? Right? What's going on with that? Like, what dynamic have we created here? Because so often when we get emotionally charged, when we're about to spew out of our mouths, whatever we are going to say, we're only thinking about ourselves. It's the whole selfie moment, mm-hmm. right? This is about me. I'm justified in my anger. I'm, you know, I feel this way. I need to say this right now. And, and we don't stop to think that we're actually in this marriage with another human being. That crazy enough, you guys, your spouse has feelings too. I'm just going to, I may be bursting some people's bubbles right now, but your spouse has feelings mm-hmm. and their feelings are important too. Crazy thought. And, and you, you have the power to actually create more love and life in your marriage. But if you don't give yourself that, and it can be a split second pause, just say, hold on a second. What is going on with them? Because maybe you walked in the door and you got hit with a, you know, some kind of statement and you're ready to fire back with your, I mean, and I've done this to Tony, you know, crazy day with the kids. He walks in the door. I like, don't even let him cross the threshold. And I'm already like, oh my gosh. And he's just looking at me like, woman, I'm not even in the house yet. I may just turn around right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me, give me, let me just step in here and let me get situated and then we can go into it. And, and even just a little bit of a heads up, you know, Hey, you know what? I know you've had a long day at work. Um, there's been a ton of stuff that's been going on and maybe, you know, you've already texted this to your spouse or maybe you had a quick phone call as they are driving home, which is, I think, always a good thing if we, if we can make that happen. I think there's just that ability to just say, hey, you know what? When you get home today, some things that have happened, um, I just need to, I need to sit with you. Do you want to you jump on that as soon as you roll in here? Or do you want to you know, mellow out first? I mean, it just depends on the day. M- me personally, I, I'm sort of like, I don't care what happened in my day. Let, let's get on this. Let's, let's discuss this. Because for me personally, I just want to make sure that Elisa and the kids are okay and, and what needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And then I can sort of go about the rest of my day. And it's interesting that when we stop to pause and consider our spouse's feelings, a lot of times it's an interruption for us to just be aware of the situation instead of barreling like a steamroller over them. Now, as we start to kind of look at what this all, all of these different components look like, the next step is to actually say, what does our interaction look like? What would it look like to an outside observer, right? Is what I'm about to say, because I feel justified in my words, if somebody were to be watching us on TV, your own little reality TV show, what would that look like to another person? Would I look like I'm coming at them? Would I look like I'm coming at my spouse with just, you know, both guns blazing and just, you know, full of anger and not even taking into account all the circumstances? Or would I look like a considerate spouse that's trying to come up with a solution? right? Take a second to not just think about your spouse, but what does this entire dynamic looks like? Because so often we're not aware in the moment. And I will tell you that awareness is one of the biggest gifts that you can bring to your communication. And I think the the big word Elisa used there that I, it, she went over it pretty quick, but I think we need to address it is what's a solution. Mm. And I think that's the piece when we come together and we look at whatever the problem is, we are a team. We've said this many a times before. What's your hashtag? Team, your last name. That's your hashtag, Team DiLorenzo. We see the problem. 
What's the solution? And if you already have thought, had time to go over this and deal with this, and then your spouse comes in the door, you already have one or two solutions. My goodness, I think the words you're going to speak are going to be much different than if all you're doing is, is looking at the problem and pointing fingers and pointing blame. Mm -hmm. And finally, you know, and really ties in with what Tony just said is, you know, because if you're listening to this show, we know that you desire to have an extraordinary marriage. It's you Try wouldn't be it. listening to it if you, if that wasn't what your what your heart's desire was. So knowing that you desire this extraordinary marriage is what you're about to say going to accomplish that, right? Is what you're about to say going to build the two of you up? And if not, is there a better way to say what you need to say to have that positive outcome? It's just guys. It is thinking about your words, but more than that, it's thinking about what is the long-term goal for your marriage? Because a lot of times we get into this place where we just want to speak and we want to get our words out. And the truth is, is that it has nothing to do with creating an extraordinary marriage. And at the end of the day, every word that you speak, every word that you speak to your spouse has power. And, and we don't want the, we don't want the, what do you say to be about, you know, words coming out of anger or frustration but we want it to be these expressions of love that they're like, hey, can you repeat that? I'd love to hear that again. Because that ultimately is a sign that your communication is functioning where you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, communication, emotional intimacy in marriage is something that it's a lifelong journey and something that we constantly need to be working on. And this is just one of those ways. Pick out a nugget out of this. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Listen to some of the past shows on emotional intimacy, communication. The key is what are you guys doing week in and week out to communicate with each other so you're growing so that when things of this come about, you guys can nip it at the bud before it explodes into you know not talking to each other for a week. We don't want that to happen. You know, so make sure you realize what you do say has impact and power over your spouse, over you, over your marriage, over your family. And that's what it's about. We love you guys. If you have questions, don't forget to hit us up. You can send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or you'd send her your hug, hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. 